LBC News Time, it is 5.22. Our top story, the US President Joe Biden has once again warned that Russia could still uh, invade Ukraine within days. Uh, here in the UK, the Prime Minister has said that an attack on a nursery in Ukraine was a military escalation by Russia designed to create a justification for an invasion. Uh, Boris Johnson has called it a so-called false flag operation that's a ploy by Moscow to pin the blame on Ukraine. Uh, let's bring in our uh, Washington correspondent, Simon Marks. Simon, uh, thanks very much indeed for joining us. So, uh, Joe Biden continuing to warn that Russia could invade. We have heard this pres- from the president many times uh, Lately, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has said very much the same thing. An attack could be imminent, but it does seem that there's some sort of stepping up of rhetoric here. Yeah, I think there's definitely are in a darker mood at the White House uh, as this week is progressing uh, with uh, both uh, the President and the Secretary of State today uh, offering fresh detail and backing up America's claim that the Russians are lying when they say that they are withdrawing forces from uh, the Russian border with Ukraine and also pulling forces back uh, from the Crimean Peninsula that, of course, Russia annexed in 2014. The Americans insist that simply isn't true. President Biden was collared by reporters as he left the White House a couple of hours ago uh, to head off on a trip to Ohio today. How high is the threat of a Russian invasion right now? Very high. They have not moved any of their troops out. They've moved more troops in. He said that the window for diplomacy remains open but that he has no immediate plans to make contact again directly with President Vladimir Putin in the Kremlin. And he offered a little bit more insight into what America is seeing on the ground. We have reason to believe that they are engaged in a false flag operation. They have an excuse to go in. Every indication we have is they're prepared to go into Ukraine. And the U.S. government now says that the Russians have more than 150,000 troops massed on the border with Ukraine in neighboring Belarus uh, and also, of course, in the Crimean Peninsula. They say far from withdrawing troops yesterday, in fact, net, the Russians added another 7,000 troops uh, to that force, preparing, the U.S. says, for an invasion of Ukraine. At the United Nations in New York... I am here today not to start a war, but to prevent one. That, of course, is Secretary of State Antony Blinken, deployed by President Biden at the United Nations Security Council, uh, where he laid out uh, a clear vision of what the United States believes is going to happen uh, in Ukraine and along that border with Russia over the course of the next few days. He believes that uh, the Russians are going to stage a pretext for an attack, possibly even a bombing on Russian territory, uh, a drone strike... uh, Uh, or other uh, pretexts that he says might be concocted uh, to uh, provide Russian forces with a region, uh, a reason to cross the border, uh, that an attack is going to begin with an aerial bombardment with a massive cyber assault of Ukraine and that then Russian troops and tanks will advance a major ground offensive that the Secretary of State said could even target the Ukrainian capital, Kiev, 
Kiev uh, with the aim of ousting uh, President Volodymyr Zelensky and his government there. And uh, really, this was an appearance at the UN Security Council that had uh, as its sort of spectre hanging over it an earlier appearance at the United Nations by a former Secretary of State, Colin Powell, when he, of course, was making the case at the time for war uh, over uh, Iraq and Saddam Hussein's uh, uh, weapons of mass destruction that the United States at the time uh, claimed the Iraqis had massed. Of course, there were no weapons of mass destruction. And with that very much in mind, Anthony Blinken, during the course of his speech today, uh, attempted to address suspicions uh, that the United States might once again be misleading the world community. The information I presented here is validated by what we've seen unfolding in plain sight before our eyes for months. And remember that while Russia has repeatedly derided our warnings and alarms as melodrama and nonsense, they have been steadily amassing more than 150,000 troops on Ukraine's borders as well as the capabilities to conduct a massive military assault. He said he's invited the Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov uh, to crisis meetings in Europe next week, also hopes to convene a meeting of the uh, NATO-Russian Council, R- Russia Council, and also the OSCE, the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, in an effort he hinted to try and create some kind of multilateral summit uh, on these European security demands that the Russians are making. Now, Uh, the White House has, over the last couple of days, spoken about the possibility of leader-level meetings. So one wonders if, in the background, uh, there are thoughts to the possibility of actually getting world leaders, including President Biden and Vladimir Putin, into a room together in a bid to hash all of this out. Uh, But that, of course, would hinge on the Russians not, in the next few days, invading Ukraine, which U.S. officials, including President Biden, now are clearly articulating is a possibility and they insist they are braced for it. And Simon, if they were going to get together with Vladimir Putin and other world leaders, if it was up to Vladimir Putin, I imagine it would be around a very big table, (laughs) as as we've seen with several of Western leaders. Uh, Olaf Scholz, the German Chancellor, the most recent of that, he must have been three, four metres away. Um, So the Russia continue to deny that they have any plans to invade, as they have done all along. Vladimir Putin saying this, Sergei Lavrov saying it many times as well, the, the Foreign Secretary. But... That has not stopped some uh, machinations happening inside of the Kremlin and indeed uh, which has a knock-on effect for, for the United States. Now, I understand a, a senior U.S. diplomat has been expelled. We've only found out about this today, though, Simon, although I understand it, it happened uh, some, some days ago. Yeah, that's right. Just just on the matter of the table, I mean, there may not indeed be a table large enough to get multiple world leaders, including the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, uh, around it for a summit. Uh, the reason why the Russian leader has been sitting so far away around that massive table in the Kremlin from, among others, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz, uh, the French president, Emmanuel Macron, and others, is because Macron and Scholz refused to take a Russian-administered COVID-19 
hygiene test. And the reason they refused to take it is because they didn't want the Russians to have access to their DNA. So they insisted that their own COVID-19 test was going to be administered by their own uh, medical team travelling with them. And as a result of that, Vladimir Putin decided uh, to send them uh, to rhetorical, uh, to diplomatic Coventry by putting them down at the end uh, of that very long table. But Vladimir that, that Putin... said, Simon, I suspect Vladimir Putin prefers to be uh, well, around a very big table because it helps with the camera work to make him look taller than he is. Yeah, well, there's no question about that. He also kept his foreign minister at the end of that long table as well, but that may be because he's been travelling so much that there are concerns that uh, he might be uh, asymptomatic uh, for COVID and, you know, could have come into contact with it. Uh, I mean, the Russian president has certainly been busy, as you indicated, on another front, uh, ordering the expulsion uh, of the number two diplomat uh, at the uh, US embassy in um, uh, Moscow, Bart Gorman. Uh, he's a long-term career foreign service officer, uh, absolutely held in very high esteem in Washington by Democrats and Republicans alike who have worked with him uh, through successive presidencies here. We learnt uh, that he was kicked out of the country on Thursday from uh, the State Department, uh, which described that move by the Russians as escalatory of tensions in and of itself. Uh, they say they are considering how to respond, and I think it's perfectly possible uh, that they will respond with a tit-for-tat expulsion of their own, perhaps targeting a senior figure uh, at the Russian embassy here in Washington or at one of the other Russian diplomatic facilities around the country uh, and telling him to pack his bags or her. Let's see if that uh, comes down the, the road, but it's definitely possible and one would imagine, uh, given the nature of these things, we've seen so many of these kind of tit-for-tat exchanges in the past, that uh, there will be some news on that in the coming hours. But certainly they're arguing uh, that by telling Mr Gorman to leave Moscow, the Russians are further escalating tensions that they, of course, insist are primarily being stoked by the growing number of troops on that border with Ukraine. And of course, those troops are still just there uh, for military exercises and there is absolutely no threat to Ukraine. That's what they've said all along. Uh, whether or not that's the case remains to be seen. Simon, thank you very much indeed for all your thoughts and analysis there. That's our Washington correspondent, Simon Marks. The news in 20 minutes, every 20 minutes. This is LBC News.